G'day punters, welcome to the Mailbag Sydney preview show for the Spring Champion Stakes amongst other races at what's a pretty jam-packed Randwick card. We're going to be previewing a number of the races, race two and then races five through eight. And who better join me than our two guests, Mark Sheen and Mark Roden. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Uh, first, early thoughts on the Randwick card? suppose it depends on how the track plays. Uh, this meeting last year, they moved the rail to the same position and it was pretty much on pace throughout the day. Uh, I think uh, maybe uh, in the, the spring champion, they came off the speed a little bit, but uh, in the shorter races, it certainly was. So we'll just have to try and ascertain throughout the day how the track could end up the same again. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I tend to agree. At, uh, at six, well, six metres for the bulk of the course and um, that generally makes it hard to circle and win, um, especially in the shorter trips, as you mentioned. Lanes one and two are by far the best uh, statistically. You can make ground, but you'd rather be cutting the corner than um, coming out wide for sure. Okay. Well, we'll start off in race two, which is the Roman Consul Stakes, the group two over 1,200 metres. And Wild Ruler, Doubtland, they're dominating the market uh, with Montesira coming up from Victoria, I guess. Doutland uh, won at Flemington last start as well. Mark Shen, I'll give you the new rock. Uh, did you like anything in race two at all? Uh, I'm going with Wild Ruler. Um, I suppose he's a slight question mark at the 1,200, even though he's been placed behind Rothfire in Brisbane. But um, just thought he'd settled a little bit better this time in his trials and on race day. He still was a bit fizzy before he went out there at Rose Hill, but hoping that has knocked the edge off him a little bit. Um, Doubtland was a was a decent win at Flemington. He got back and got into a bit of trouble, but um, you know it took a long time to get there. So um, I'm going with Wild Ruler in this race. Okay, uh, Mark Roden. There's a couple of different form lines. Uh, a couple of those Victorian form lines coming up as well. How do you assess those going into this race? Yeah, it's it's an interesting race. I, I, from the Victorian form lines, the horse that interests me is Montesira, who um, mm. uh, the overall time wasn't sensational at Caulfield, but it was. A real walking race for a thousand metre race. She was back in the field and over racing and was still able to reel off some pretty good sectionals uh, to get there when she probably wasn't really entitled to. Um, so it, it's the one I'm interested in um, of those that have been racing in Victoria. I, I'm still not, there was Sting out of the track the other day too, and I'm still not sure if Doubtland's a soft tracker or not. Um, he's certainly his very best run was that they took off um, down the middle on the heavy at Randwick last year, in the autumn, sorry. Um, so that's just a little niggle for me, and I expect the track to be pretty firm. Both Rose Hill and Randwick have been pretty, serving up pretty firm tracks of late, so uh, that's a negative for me. Um, I, Wild Roar is my top pick, and he's about backable. I mean, I, I think Mutasira is the value in the race. Um, if Wild Ruler gets any better than this, I certainly won't want to be losing on him. I'd be backing him as well. Um, but I'm probably I'm going to risk the outland. I think that's the way I'm going to approach it. Yeah, I tended to be quite similar here in terms of wanting to find Montesira. I just like not exactly sure what they'll be doing with the with the map. Um, yeah. I sort of was rattling Montesira, Doubtland, and on the lead as who takes that one out one back spot, so to speak. But uh, it could be a bit of a raffle early, and I think that will probably determine how the the race unfolds. But Wild Ruler uh, really can't fault what it's been doing so far, so it's probably just a race I'll just sit back and watch. I think. Uh, race five, the Stan Fox Stakes over 1,500, another group two. Uh, speaking of races where the, the market's pretty much just been completely strangled by the top end, well, Peltz is now favourite. Mamaragan has come out. He'll be racing in, 
in Melbourne. Uh, but pelts are from Prime Star, Jet Propulsion. They're all uh, vying for the top end of the market. Mark Roden, I'll start with you. Uh, how did you work the map out here outside of Jet Propulsion? Did you have it leading and then how did you work out the rest of the field? Well, no, I thought pelts are in lead because that's... Um that's the uh, the model that's worked for Invest in the past mm. is two good wins over the autumn winter um, were leading and trying to control. And I think in this small field out, out to 1500, I think that's the approach they'll adopt. Obviously, it wasn't going to work in a race like the Golden Rose with a lot more speed in it, but I think they get their chance to do it here. I think if it was just a race to the first turn, he's a faster horse than just jet propulsion. So mm. it's, it's pelts as if he wants it. Um, yeah, I'm um, pelts. Uh, this could be could be into afterthought territory now. Um, he is certainly the class runner of the race, best lifetime figures. So, um, I was actually going to lean to Memoragan against him if he if he'd gone this way, but um, uh, yeah, he's come out. So that that sort of robbed the um, robbed the race of betting interest for me. I um, I'm not going to be too different from the market. Prime Star's an interesting runner who's been going really well in fast run sprint races, and now comes up to what will probably be a moderately run. 1500 meter race. It'll be interesting to see if they can reproduce under those circumstances. Um, Jet Propulsion, the improver. Um, yeah, not not a lot for me to say about this, to be honest. Mark Sheen, what are you rating Peltzer in terms of uh, your market? Um, look, I, I think he, I've got him on top here because he's just down so significantly in class. I know you look at those runs in the, the Golden Rose and the Run to the Rose and you think they're disappointing, but you look back last year and Castle Vecchio and Prince Farwas were the same horses in that same position and they came out and, and won group races after that. So I think they've just been fast run races. He's been run off his legs. He, he should be able to get control here or at the very worst be running second behind Jet Propulsion. Mm. And uh, I think he will stand up on Saturday. So I've got him I th um, with Mark. I think Prime Star's the main danger. Uh, he's paraded really well lately. Um, he is jumping significantly in distance, but uh, he is a horse who's very fit at the moment and does like the hard tracks. I won't be adding anything further to that race, that's for sure. The Silver Eagles race six uh, over the 1,300. And I guess all the interest here is in terms of the favourite. $1.85 for Alligator Blood. Mark Roden, what price do you have him assessed? I've been a little bit hard on him and marked him uh, $2.50. Yep. Uh, and that is really only because grand final days in three weeks. And, well, for me anyway, I don't want to be taking odds on when... There's a, another another race worth, I think, 15 times the money for him in, in three weeks' time, uh, for which he is also favourite. So, look, I'm not saying, you know, anything untoward's going to be happening or that he, he won't win, but um, I just don't want to be playing at uh, that short a price under those circumstances. Mark Sheen, for yourself, do you have Alligator Blood leading this race or do you think how, how romantic will try and kick up or perhaps maybe chat? Um, yeah, look, I, I don't think Chat will. I think Surreal Step and Howard Manning will probably press forward early. Uh, Dawn Passage with the outside barrier, so they've got to make a decision what they're going to do there. Um, looks a bit skinny for me as well, how they go to bloody. Look, if I can get about 6.50 subpoenaed, uh, she's race fit. She's got very good Randwick form. Um, and I think there might be a bit of pressure up front here early just while they jostle for position. So I'm just going out uh, away from the favourite and hoping for about uh, 6 to 1, 13 to 2 subpoenaed. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, did you end up having a, a suggested play in this race? Uh, yeah, well, it's got to be around delegated blood. Um, I wish, uh, just dropping back 100 metres subpoenaed, I wish it wasn't doing that. But and, uh, it's slightly put me off, although I do have a second pick. 
Oh, I wonder if Ice Bath Jockey Change Blinkers <laughs> Barrier One. A, I know. Uh, I know. Mark Sheen won't be backing you, but. Uh, Double figure odds or whatever she is, and home she goes. I don't know. Oh. Um, but the, look, I think the, I think the jockey change is good. I think the blinkers on is good. First time she's worn blinkers in two or three preps. I think. Uh, I think she's got a little chance. Um, I don't like Dawn Passage from that gate, uh, and first up, um, the one I wanted to give a chance to is uh, Flit, who. Just gave away far too big a start last time. Um, but I think that might be the case again, even though she'll be closer in a smaller field. Uh, like I said at the at the start, if she's um, going to have to make a run three, four wide around them, um, that could bring her undone. But, um, yeah, it could entertain Ice Bath here as a bit. Yeah, I was just prepared to have a very small bet on how romantic, uh, just trusting the stable more than anything. A lot of their horses that they're bringing up and... Racing at Randwick are typically going very well, and potentially, um, if it's instructed, if Jason Collett's given the, the all clear to try and lead this race and get a, a few cheap sections out in front, it might be able to surprise because a lot of its figures have been very decent down in Victoria. I know it's bringing that uh, that stinky Melbourne form up, but um, it just might be able to surprise. So I was happy to have a small play there at the double figure quote. All right, race seven, uh, the spring champion, 2,000 metres, the group one. Mark Sheehan, I'll give you the floor. Are you staying with a horse like Love Tap in this race? And I guess, how do you think they're going to ride him as well? Look, I think they'll have to go forward uh, from that barrier. I can't see a lot of pace in the race, to mm. tell you the truth. Um, Bucharest has got blinkers on and might roll forward, but uh, there doesn't look to be a noted leader in the race. So um, I think he's going to have to punch up from the outside, depending on how well he jumps, make a bit of use of him and try and get across and then try and look for cover or, or get some cheap sectionals. Uh, look, I'm on it at the at the big odds in the futures and was really happy when it drew 14. But anyway, what can you do about it? Um, look, Montefilia uh, won well last week, but she's a likely frame fill-in. She, first time she's backing up in seven days, but by the same token, that might be the right form line and barrier number one. So um, if she has backed up from last week and uh, she'll tell us in the parade if she hasn't lightened off, uh, I think she's probably the way to go. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, the top two in the market, how did you assess both of those? Yeah, I, I thought, I think Love Trap, Love Tap either leads or if you can find something to sit outside, maybe Lions Raw, who's won a very slow race last week, but uh, might take it up. Um, that would that would be better for him. I think it'd be perfect for him to be one out, one back, or one out, two back with a trail. That'd be the ideal setup for him. But he's not going to get it. But he, he's certainly right in the race. Um, now, Montefilia, who I sort of half found last week, faces a very different setup here. That was a fast run mile, mm. um, totally unexpectedly fast run mile, but fast run nonetheless. And this, you can't see this being strongly run, even though everyone says, and I, I agree that she's going to be better at two thousand. She's just going to be three, four back the fence or further back, barrier one, moderate pace. It's a different different sort of setup than, you know, chasing down Hungry Heart off of fast uh, speed last week. So um, she's a no at the as favourite for me at the moment. The one I'm, I think I've found is Cherry Tortoni, who um, isn't really bred to get 2,000 on either side from what I can see, but has been running good closing figures down in Melbourne in, in pretty good races, um, finding line well and gets a good run from four um, and he's a bit better priced than the other ones uh, so he might be the way I go there 
there are a few roughies I, I was trying to find, like um, Alborado, Favreau, even Wertheimer, um, but they all seem to map poorly. They're going to be back and wide, and they, they might have upside, but they are going to have to do it the hard way uh, against their, their big odds. But um, if you wanted to spec any of them, I wouldn't talk you out of it, but they are going to have the job ahead of them. I think maybe the for me is Cherry Tortoni. Yep. Um, I'm going to stick with Love Tap purely just on the basis of the of the map more than anything. Um, ideally, get the slightly better price, I would imagine, closer towards jump time. And I'm going to have a, a silly sort of place bet on Socrates. I uh, thought the horse improved a lot with the blinkers on last start and thought the, they were trying to ride it with more intent. It was still a little bit slow away, so that's a slight concern. But if they do ride it with a bit of intent here, it may very well lob in a nice spot midfield and thought uh, there's probably worse bets to, to have it, uh, what, $9 a place or so you can get at the moment. More than happy to have something on that. So that's uh, the plan of attack there and the spring champion. Uh, race eight is the Angst Stakes, Group Three, sixteen hundred for the mares. Mark Shan, there's a couple of horses here that you've been following throughout the preparation. Are you sticking with any of those? Um, yeah, I'm going to give Nudge another go. She got blinkers yep. on uh, for the first time, so definitely going to have something on her. Um, she came out of the race with Scarlet Dream the other day. Now Rhea Dini and Look Like Elvis, they're in third and fifth in the Epsom. They um, came out of that race, and that to me looks like a pretty good form race coming into a mare's race like this. Admittedly, both of them will get back somewhat, particularly Scarlet Dream. Hopefully she won't get too far back from barrier number two. Um, her section the other day, 33-2 for her last 600 metres. Admittedly, a bigger field here and might be an awkward draw from the inside for her because she's a sort of horse who likes to wind up. But uh, I'm going to back Nudge and save on Scarlet Dream and uh, obviously positive piece in Asiago are uh, chances as well, of course, mm. uh, they'll posse up near the speed, but uh, just going a little bit wide of the favourite here. Mark Roden, for yourself, in race eight? Um, I think I'll end up with positive pace. Um, she really announced herself third up last prep. Um, yep. She had been winning, but she came out and won by about seven in a midweek meeting, and that was that was sort of the win that put her into a, into a new level. Um, She's been ticking over okay. She had no luck last time and found the line really well. And I expect up to 1,600, she'll be, uh, if not leading, outside graceful glamour. Um, so I think she should get her chance. Um, I thought Asiago was a bit short. It, it it found itself in the right part of the track when it won first up at Wyong. And uh, I don't think any of its form either side of that is good enough to justify its current yep. quote. Uh, I do think there are plenty of other chances away from positive peace, however. Um, in no particular order, I would mention Emeralds, Nudge, Startup Dream and Graceful Glamour. Yep. And if uh, I think I'll make my main bet on positive peace and if I can get, you know, around the $10 plus mark, any of those um, four I just mentioned, I'll be trying not to lose on them. Yeah, I'm basically with you both here. Uh, positive peace for me, main play, just again, purely based on the map. Uh, agree with the form lines of Asiago. That's looking a little bit, little bit iffy for mine. And uh, the horses I'll be trying to save on, just obviously judging how the day's going. But uh, if they're making ground, I'll make them more of a, a positive win. And that Scarlet Dream and Nudge, I think it was pretty difficult to ignore both of those horses last start. Ran some really good splits going through the line, so I have to respect both of those if they get the right run. But uh, main play, positive piece there. And uh, I'll nominate that as... Um, one of my stronger plays on the day. Mark Sheen, for you, do you have a best bet or a value bet or a lay or anything like that on the card? 
Um, I'm not overly fussed on Dawn Passage and uh, Human Nature in the last. I'm going to lay both of those. Um, I thought Quintessa would be hard to beat in race number four, but it looks a bit of a tricky day, but fingers crossed we can get away with something. Yep. Mark Roden for yourself. Yeah, it could be a tricky day. There's quite a different way, um, number of ways you could go in a lot of races, which but it'll, that'll make it interesting. Um, I might make I might make my best in the highway, which uh, <laughs> I mean it's the last time I'm asked back. But um, Temple One drew a shocking barrier with the Apprentice on last time and was about five wide the entire. Yeah. Tommy Berry hops on from eight. I think it lobs outside lead and can turn the tables on those. Uh, she, I think it's a mare. Uh, met last time anyway. Um, and it's back of the odds. So, yeah, don't like to do this in highways too often, but Temple won for me. All right. Very good. Thank you to you both. Enjoy the weekend. All the best on the punt. We'll join on Monday to review the Spring Champion meeting. All right. Thank you,